Hey there. We at Blue Wire wanted to thank you for your continued support of this podcast. With over 90 podcasts across our network, we are committed to bringing you great content to fill that sport-shaped hole in your heart. To find more Blue Wire pods, search for us on iTunes or check out bluewirepods.com. And remember, one day sports will return and it will be glorious. Thanks for listening. On to the show. Welcome to the boys of 161st Street. This is an emergency pod, but it's not really an emergency pod. We were scheduling it anyway, but we have breaking news, obviously. If you haven't been on Twitter recently, uh, we're not sure if this is 100% true yet, but it's definitely holds some weight. I mean, Trevor Plouffe, former player, he was with John Boy Media and all that. He just said that we're going to have some baseball. That's that's fucking exciting. <laughs> that's, I just started screaming as soon as I heard that, and it's just wild. So he, the tweet that he said is, want some good baseball news? I just heard from multiple sources that on June 10th, spring training two, the second spring training, will start. July 1st will be opening day, and then teams will be playing in their home ballparks. They're going to discuss it more. I'm just so excited. I, I mean, if this isn't true, he that's that's what makes me think it think it is true because if it isn't true he looks like the biggest asshole on the on the face of this planet like it's definitely you don't put your nuts on the line like that like he's on the chopping block you know what i mean well i mean like it's like yeah you want to be the first to tell everybody so i'm sure it holds a lot of weight I don't think he's the biggest asshole ever unless he just made it up that's yeah. what i mean like that's what I makes you think it's right well, yeah, he didn't make it up, but like it's whether it's going to be confirmed, confirmed is what we have to wait and see. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's the thing. Like, I'll be really excited when it's confirmed, confirmed, but this is enough to get it rolling, kind of talking about it. And it's exciting enough as it is. Yeah. I already called my mom. <laughs> I called everybody. What'd she say? I, I want to hear her take on it. Actually. My mom was really excited about it. She was like, no more weekends where I just stare at the cat. So that's exciting. Yeah, so I mean, the what's interesting? At least she still gets to watch Jeter, right? Yeah, she gets to watch one Jeter. Yeah, <laughs> cat's name's Jeter. For those watching, <laughs> so <laughs> what's it's just like now? We're gonna go under the assumption that this is happening, right? So, so I didn't record on the thing yet. We're gonna go into assumption this is happening for sure, and if it's not, then it's not our fault. But if it is happening, what do we expect to see out of this? It's starting on July first. Honestly, we were talking before we got on the air that like, why not just push it to July 4th? I'm, I'm fully on board with that. Yeah. Um, so that's what I was saying, because July 1st is great because it's sooner, I guess. But I think it'd be really cool to mix opening day and July 4th. I said this to you earlier, but it would be it'd be like having the Super Bowl on Thanksgiving or NFL week one, I guess, on Thanksgiving. Like it would just be the holiday of all holidays and it'd, it'd just be great. And it's like, yeah, that's like the baseball holiday. And like with everything that America's been through, it would be a really nice uh, narrative. Yeah, I think that would probably, they'd probably get really, really, really good um, ratings for whatever games they show. Yeah. I'm sure they'd put one of them on game one. Yankee sucks. Yeah. How would the schedule work with that? Like, it'd probably be about 100 games. That's the thing we got to find out. I don't know. But I'm just, we made it this far. Might as well push it back to 4th of July. Like 4th of July, like you Murph said this before, 4th of July baseball opening day would be exactly like what the NFL would be if it started on Thanksgiving. Uh, Yeah, it it would be awesome. I mean, 4th of July is not going to be the same as it's been in the past. Like we can't have a big barbecue and throw it up on a projector and watch it with, you know, 50 or 60 other guys. But, um, it, I think it'd still be really cool. It's the best news we've got so far. And if, the baseball yeah. season starts now. I mean, now I know what I'm going to be doing. I was originally planning on being a Rakuten Monkeys fan. No, not the Rakuten Monkeys. There's the China League. But we also got the news that ESPN is now going to be streaming the – they're going to be streaming the uh, South Korean League. So It's like – what's it? KOB, right? I don't know. That's going to mess up my sleep schedule because they're at like 1.30 a.m. and I'm not going to not watch it. I'm going to become a really big uh, – korean baseball fan i guess i still gotta pick a team but the cool part about that is that they're using 
ESPN, I think ESPN, or like at least American commentators remotely are commentating on it. So you're still getting like American commentators and the players you can kind of look past almost. Oh, bye, Kev. Yeah. I mean, I, I was looking forward to I mean, I was going to watch it and I'm still probably going to watch it. It's 1 a.m. I don't really know how much of it, I'm, how interested I'll be unless I'm like betting on it. <laughs> I was going to bet. Oh, let me take you out and put him back in. I just thought that. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But I, I don't know how interested I was going to be in it unless I bet on it. So I might throw like 20 bucks on each game. I was thinking we were, well, we're going to pick a team. It's six, it's six games a week. So that was the thing. I was thinking like I'd pick a favorite team and whatnot, but they're streaming six games a week. I'm assuming it's one per night except for one day for I don't know what day they're not doing it. But for that, I'd throw 20 bucks on whatever game it is that week. And I'd stay up till one thirty six nights a week. Screw up my sleep schedule and become invested in Korean baseball. When is that start? I don't know anything about it. That's tomorrow, soon, right? Tonight at yeah. one a.m. One a.m. Oh, tomorrow. they're starting it tonight. It's yeah, tonight I knew that. I know that. Technically, in a couple hours. How's it working? What do you mean? They're playing baseball, and we get to watch it. Like, how many? I was looking into the league today, though, and they have. I was looking at like the rules to see how similar it was, like making sure they weren't running to third instead of first or something. And um, <laughs> like, you know, Chinese baseball, you never played that when you're little, but yeah. So they have a cap on innings. Like they can tie. So can I think it, I, I could be wrong. Don't, don't you could fact check me, but I'm pretty sure in the regular season, they go to 12 innings. And then in the playoffs, it goes to 15 innings and you can tie. I don't know how you tie a playoff game, yeah. but. That, I mean, that's how is they that, is that a new rule because of this whole different no, so, they, so I don't I think the league was established in the 80s and they had an inning cap and then for like a couple of years they didn't do the inning cap and then they reinstated it a couple of years ago or something I don't know I read the Wikipedia page on the league that's it how many teams but, are in the league it looked like there was like 12 like fifth no I don't know MLB there's not 30 I think it's like 10 to 15 teams. Yeah, we were looking at the teams to to be a fan of. Or I mean, what would you pick team did you guys want to be? I mean, I, I figured it'd be better, more fun if we were all a fan of the same team, not it was sort of like what we did with the Birmingham Iron when the yeah. which football league was that? Don't, don't lump me into that. That was that was ridiculous. So, it was me and Murph. It was me, Murph, and Damon. So I think what we should do better half of the podcast. nobody in the United States follows the Korean baseball league most likely. <laughs> so I think that everybody in the United States should pick one team. That we all root for as a country collectively. <laughs> I think that'd be kind of cool. I'm down for that. I was looking at the uh, what was it? The KY Wiz. They just have a cool name. And I looked at the power rankings. They were like middle of the pack, so you're not a front runner. And I no, mean, if I'm gonna watch the Korean baseball league, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna be a fucking front runner. What? What do you think? I want to watch a mediocre Korean baseball team. Yeah, I guess that's like becoming. Well, I'm not. So I guess it's like being a New Yorker and then just like choosing to be a Mets fan, like. Well, that's the thing. We don't have any regional bias. So what I was going to do was I was going to watch the first week, the first six games. And based off that first week, I was going to pick a team that has something that I like about them, whether there's I'll a player that's looking or something, something good about some team that sticks out to me in that first week. And then I'm going to pick my team based off that. I I'm can't pick my favorite team without watching them. So. I'm with that. Is that I what we do? That. That's not what we do with the Birmingham Iron. We just saw Trent Richardson. We're like, I, liked, team. I picked the Birmingham Birmingham Iron because I'm an Alabama fan and they had Trent Richardson. That and that was regional. Like the teams were mostly regional. Like most of the guys on Birmingham played in the Alabama area in college. Whatever. I mean, back to back to real baseball. I'm just, I'm just excited now. I, I was getting a little bit excited about watching the South Korean League, but now that there's like a light at the end of the tunnel, and I don't I don't have to just watch this as my like it's the only thing I have to like get to watch. At least now we know this is like kind of like a warm up for the MLB. At least, well, so, I mean, best case scenario, we still have a month until the spring training starts. Yeah, uh, the tweet said June 10th spring training starts, so I'm going to be fully invested in Korean baseball until. I'm definitely be watching. What I, mean, I like about this is now, now we actually get to start putting in perspective what this means for the Yankees. So. Mm-hmm. We're starting June 10th. Like, I want to know what's the judge should be fine. Yeah. If not, I'm going to shoot him in the leg. Hicks. Um, Stanton should be fine. And then what's the word with Hicks? What's the word with uh, Paxton? They, well, Hicks- they were saying Hicks was all-star break 
Yeah, Hicks was he coming be, back. He, he, he might not be ready well. every day, but he could be ready, you know, a month into the season, which we couldn't. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. And then he was had, talking about him be yeah, like an all-star break return, and he was ahead of schedule, I heard, on Twitter recently. I don't know how it's ahead of schedule. They didn't really give a timeline, but Hicks going back a couple months in, maybe a month into the season. I mean, this is starting to look like we got the Evil Empire back. I know it's May the 4th, so that's falls in line with that. I mean... I'm just excited. I mean, Stan better be healthy, and all of the everybody better be healthy. Every, what about Paxton? Like, What's with Paxton? I feel like Paxton's injury was cut relatively, like coming back relatively soon, wasn't it? I mean, he had surgery, and it was supposed to be around June All Star break. So I think what Paxton's going to do is he's probably going to sit out the spring training, maybe throw bullpen innings and stuff. But it's kind of good for him because he, if the season started on time. If Paxton came back on July 1st or July 4th, that we hope it starts on, we would have been like, oh, he's behind schedule and whatnot. And if he's healing at a like the normal rate, then he just got extra rest to not re-aggravate the injury. So I think this is good for Paxton unless he had setbacks that we don't really know about. So Paxton had his surgery on February 5th, and it said from that point he would be out for three to four months following his surgery that he underwent. On his the the cyst that was removed from his. So we got an extra month or two to have some leeway. That's great. So he should be back very soon. I mean, who else? Who else is? Who else is like not? I mean, other than Severino, who else is left? Like who isn't? Well, I don't know how. I'm wondering how they're going to deal with the Herman situation because, first of all, horrible guy. But we we wouldn't hate to have him back. He has an 80 game suspension, right? Am I wrong? 80 and it's games, games, so his games, doesn't get so if it's a hundred game so. season, he's still back before the playoffs, which would be great. Again, we don't know if it's a hundred game season, but just theoretically, if that's the case, well, they the, were talking the suspension's about suspension's still gonna be 80 games, which is the vast majority of the season. That's like having a 120 game suspension in a regular, eh, probably even more than that in a normal length season. Yeah, so we can, I think we can assume that if it is going to start on July second or July first, it is. That's that's the plan that we saw. Like the most recent update was talking about all of the potential options that there would be, and then there would be a hundred game season. They were trying to do with double headers and all that sort of thing to get the games in. But I, I think that's the timetable that they were talking about because they said the plan was going to be uh, mid June, probably the start of July, and that's what's happening. So I think a hundred games is literally what the ballpark is going to be. So with that being said, Domingo's suspension, they were talking about if the season were to be missed completely suspension, along with the Astros players and the Astros people who are suspended, they would all be absolved of their punishment. They just get to start the next season on their, on their roster, not suspended anymore. But now that we're actually getting a season, hopefully hundred games, I think that, literally means just suspension back in place 63 games from the start of the season and then whenever it ends like you said month out from the playoffs we'll get Harmon back I know he did a bad guy thing so I'm, I'm just here I'm not rooting for him off the field I'm here to root for the Yankees and whatever they put out there and that definitely will help us when he comes back and it's up to the Yankees to decide what they want to do with him if they want to even start him so I mean that's uh, that's what it's going to look like on the suspension front. I mean, everybody else on the Yankees, we have so many other talented players that so we might not even need him. So I'm not as worried about Domingo, but that's how a suspension would probably work out. Yeah. And then another thing you have to take into account is that, so you have shortened season, which likely means extended rosters, which likely means Schmidt, Devi, Cl- uh, Clint. I'd love to see Schmidt. Maybe, maybe a little floral action. So... We have a full, we have a deep team. And then I'm just uh, curious about how this, like the real line divisions will look like we, you take every team in the East, like regionally, you put them all in one division, same thing for central and West. So does that mean you play more games against the Mets? We play more games against the Nats and all that, or is it just continue with your schedule, but these are the divisions you have to beat? Well, that's the thing I was thinking because, if they went with some variation of the existing schedule, it would be interesting because you play more American league teams than you do national league teams, but we're not going to go fly to LA as I don't know exactly what the schedule was, but I think they would need to almost make a new schedule to fit the divisions. 
And, and then how does that work for the playoffs too? That, yeah, that's the thing. Like you're well, gonna playoffs, be- hopefully things will be better by then. So I think what their what their their plan was with this division that they created was pretty much until further notice. Like that that's we're gonna start it off like this worst case scenario, and if things end up getting better, we flatten the curve like we hope to. Then we may be able to go back to normal. That's just the way they. Yeah, but they're not going to switch the divisions midseason. I think whatever they establish division wise is going to last for the the schedule. Like if we're talking about the games, like let's say, since the divisions are the three divisions: East, Central, and West, and the games, let's say, for argument's sake, are only played within that division. The ten, whatever, how many teams? Ten teams. Yeah, the ten team division. Then let's say things get better, maybe then they branch out and play against other divisions. I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if they're planning on playing against other teams outside of their 10-team divisions from the start, but I would think that that's what they're trying to do because well, otherwise, what's the point of doing these regional divisions if you're going to play every other division? Like If you're doing it based on travel and trying to restrict right. travel, like what's the point of playing outside divisions? So I, th- I would think they're talking about playing just that 10 team division until okay, so, and then making the playoffs based on N- AL and NL. No, here's how the, here's how it would work. It says every team played a hundred regular season games with the campaign beginning in July, the top four teams of the three divisions qualified for the postseason. So it's so 12 teams in total. There's usually 10, right? I think. Yeah. And then the four best teams by winning percentage yeah. each receive first round by. Bottom eight playoff teams, meanwhile, were entered into a four one-game playoffs, four wild-card games, basically. I don't okay. know. No, I get that. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So if if they do, if they do an eight or um, wait, I'm sorry, I got a little off track. Here. <laughs> Twelve teams, four get by. Right. So I'm guessing it would go one, one, four, two, three on this side of the bracket, right? And then you have the next eight teams are playing a one-game playoff. So then four advance. So the moral of the story, there's expanded playoffs. Then one plays. So it's just an extra wild card game. Yeah. So so basically, if we took last year's teams, the next two that were out of the wild card would would now be in the wild card. Yeah. And then the the third team, the third rank. Fifth. Right, but I'm trying to compare it to last so year. So basically, one gets a bye, two, three, four all get buys, and then five plays 12, six plays 11, and all that. And then seven plays 10, eight plays nine. So okay. then, just for the sake of making it simple, say five, six, seven, eight advance. So the best, so for example, if we're looking at it by the last year's bracket. You said the first four teams get buys. You need no, to- you can't look at it as as last year's unless you're including AL and NL in one. Right, but just for example, so like, I don't know how the divisions are going to work out, but basically the Brewers and the Rays, instead of being in a wild card game, would be considered division winners essentially. Hmm. And then the A's and the Nationals would still be in wild card games. Just it, it's just confusing. I don't know because we don't we don't have any idea how that's going to shape up. Yeah, we're just making yeah. things up now. I mean, <laughs> is whatever happens happens. We'll get to the playoffs. Hopefully, the playoffs are just normal by the time. Like if things get better. But the thing is, you can't do normal playoffs. If you think once we start it, we lock it in. That's it. You have to yeah. because it's not fair to do. You can't put half the teams AL NL all mix in one division, and then you get to the postseason. And you're like, okay, back to normal now. Like you didn't play your whole season like that. And you weren't why competing not? against those teams. That's why, 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 why it doesn't matter. It's just the makeup of the schedule. Say if the Yankees and the Mets are fighting for a playoff spot, and then the Yankees win it, and the Mets just lost to us, but they have a better record than somebody in another division, like they're not going to get that spot over the other team that they had a better record than. Yeah. Because they weren't that's how it would have to work. It'd be because if there's three divisions, you can't divvy that up into AL and NL. It'd have exactly. to be the top teams in general, and the divisions yeah. would be just for regular season play. So yeah. yeah. Makes sense. And then the divisions are basically you win your division, you get a high seed. Right. And I think that the way that they would do it would be it wouldn't be like best team in the West gets a buy, best team in the East gets a buy, best team in the Central gets a buy. It's best four records overall. So yeah. the four best teams could all be in the East theoretically. That's honestly and they all get the buys. Right. That's interesting. That's one of those scenarios where like 
this is almost is an opportunity for the league to like test out different things. Cause I know a lot of people have been pissed about that. Cause there are weak divisions. Like we can see like the AL central, for example, with the white Sox, the Indians usually, I mean that we always think of that being a weak division and uh-huh. then, well, I'm just saying regardless of that example, just, if one, if one division is weaker, then it gives some teams just an easy coast into the playoffs, you know? Mm-hmm. And for the record, they did a simulation and the Yankees didn't make the playoffs, which is crazy. In what? In, in this, this format? Yeah. Okay, well, they did the simulation through Out of the Park Baseball, which I downloaded to try, and there it's so hard. It's impossible. The, the Rays won the World Series in this. In the simulation, yeah. The I did, I know, I'm saying I did, I did an Out of the Park Baseball simulation because I haven't been able to play the show in the last couple of days, and I'm currently 500 with the Yankees in, like, August. So the race kicks my ass. Right. I don't read. And I got Joey Gallo. So still. I don't. I don't think it's yeah. accurate at all. It's not real baseball. But no, I know. But in that, they had Mike Talkman batting 500 to this point in out of the park baseball because that's actually yeah. if you look if you look on Baseball Reference, it's on the top of the player pages. Like now, it says the projection to this point where we would be, just because no, there's nothing to work with. So they had Mike Talkman batting like 500. Which I'd be on board with that. But I also had talked like in the simulation that I ran, Mike Talkman's currently hitting 340 and he was an all-star in my hitting three or two thirty. So I don't well, know. Well, regardless, season now season say season. say this is the format, say this is how it goes, that's how the playoffs work. Now it comes the question, are we gonna get shit? Say we win, is it gonna be all the this doesn't count as a season? Like, what do you think? I think 100 is enough, and I think the this the initial spark to this whole argument, this conversation was when Mo came out and said a 60 game season. It was 60, right? He said that, it was just yeah. It was he was saying idea. a shortened season, but he said 60, and I agree, 60 might not be enough. But if we play 100 games versus 162, I'm sorry, I'm counting that. Even and and the true test is we're obviously going to call it a championship if the Yankees win, but the true test is what other fans are going to say. And I think unbiased, like let's say the Red Sox win somehow, some way this year, which they won't, I'll give it to them if it's a 100-game season because championships are won in the postseason, not during the regular season. I get the regular season is hard to stay on top and you earn that right to be in the playoffs. And the only difference is the expanded rosters, but I think that's even more competitive because now you're getting teams like, for example, the Mets who have been on the cusp the past couple of years and are better than people give them credit for. Obviously, they're pretty fucking, I was going to say good, but they're not that good. But they're an average team. team. A lot of these teams that just missed the playoffs, like what was a really good, I mean, for example, the Nationals almost didn't make the playoffs last year. They were a wild card team. And string theory, let's say they don't make the playoffs. Somebody else makes the playoffs. We have a different World Series winner. So my point, what I'm trying to make by saying this is teams that just sneak in have a shot. It's baseball. Anybody can be anybody. So I think it's going to be arguably harder to win the World Series because you have more competition. You know what I mean? My thing is, yeah. And, like, I agree with almost everything you said. Like, the way I would have seen it, and if it was a tournament, because they were they were proposing, okay, maybe you wait till this goes away, then you have a tournament. World Cup thing, yeah. All 30 teams and, yeah, the whole World Cup thing. You win the World Series then, yeah, you didn't win the World Series. There's no way I would give anybody credit for that, even if it was us. I would say, yeah, we won. We proved we might have been the best team this year, but like we didn't win a World Series. If you play 100 games, especially you miss the first three months of the season, first month of the season, everybody calls it a tune-up month. It's extended spring training This is what a lot of people consider it. And yeah, it could be the thing that separates you for the rest of the season. And in some cases, the first three months will decide it for some teams. But after the All-Star break is when baseball gets real. And like that's when it's like every game now is really going to matter more. And it like you said, it could arguably make it harder because it is every game matters more. So I think if the Yankees win, I'll definitely consider it a World Series. But you know, all people need is something to take away from the Yankees. So do I think other fans will ever say like I think this is going to be so dependent on what team wins? Yeah. Like, look, if like if the Athletics win, are we giving it to them? I think yeah. Fuck yeah. It. No. Why if not? any team wins, like I, I'm also documented as saying this, so now I have I to. Know, but, me too. And that's uh, not just to cover our ass later. That's yeah. I truly really believe that. And I, no, I do. I was, I agree with you. I was thinking about this too. 
if we were going to get that round robin or the World Cup Classic, whatever the hell they were going to do, I was on record saying that that's not a World Series. I'm like, that's fun. And I think everybody would come together before that, players included, fans, and say, listen, we know this isn't a World Series. It literally be a World Cup. And it'd be but we're, we're going to have fun with it. We're going to put on a show. People need this right now. And whoever wins isn't a World Series, but they are the better team this year and they accomplished something. That's what they would say if it was the World Cup around Robin thing. But for now, if we're getting 100 games, I mean, the MLB was talking about shortening the season anyway. Like this, And that's what I was initially saying before. This is one of those opportunities for them to like tweak the game. They're always trying to change things, and it's hard to change something like a schedule or a number of games or divisions like we're seeing right now. And the only opportunity to do something like that and play around with things and just see how it looks without getting outrage is in a situation like a pandemic we're having right now. Because in another situation, let's say there was no coronavirus, there was nothing, and they tried to implement something like this. No one's gonna have that. Like I'm not gonna yeah. be like, I'm not gonna be like, what are you changing the game for that we love so much? Like everybody has said that. But in terms of like in right now, like let's say we go through with this, and then after this season, they say, Okay, that worked out well. Maybe we should think about shortening it to 140 or something like that. That's all I'm saying. And I think 100 games in, in long, my argument, is definitely enough for me. What about you, Murph? Well, there's a, there is a little bit of a problem with the 100 games thing because between July 1st and October 1st, there are 92 days. So if we do the 100 games thing, there's going to need to be double headers and that kind of thing, or there might be less than hundred games, but if they can fit in a hundred game season, whether that be by playing double headers or postponing the playoffs until later in October, a hundred games is still a pretty decent enough sample size. I know that's my word um, <laughs> where, you know what the good, te- who the good teams are. If mm-hmm. you look at, I, I, I don't, I haven't actually seen hundred game standings but i'm sure if you looked at whatever the 100 game mark for every team was last year the standings are pretty much where they were by the end of the season give or take a few teams but the dodgers were certainly winning the nl west last year after 100 games the The difference is what do you say the only argument that could be made is what like rel mentioned when you walked away like the Nationals wouldn't have been in the playoffs. Right. No, I, I actually heard that. Yeah. The Nationals, I looked at uh, after a month last year. So, like April 31st of last year, the Nationals were in fourth in the NL. Yeah. At all East. The, uh, Rays, the, the Rays were the number one team in the AL. Yeah. And the Cardinals were the number one team in the NL at that point. So, it's going to be a little varied, but. I think when you come to the teams that are the playoff teams, I think those are going to be established by the time a hundred games are played and there's not going to be too much debate. Whereas if you did the round Robin thing, if there was a round Robin situation where each team played 25 games before the playoffs started, you can get hot for 25 games and go ice cold for the rest of the season. Like the Mets, for example, love doing that. They get piping hot at one point and ice cold at the other. So like you look at a team like the Mets in a 25 game season there, they could be, five and 20 or they could be 20 and five and they're still the same team so that's why the 162 game season is in baseball but 100 games i think is a good enough sample size where whatever team wins the world series can be satisfied that they actually won a world series yeah yeah the argument why it wouldn't work out with a round robin obviously everybody's in agreement, and if you're not you're crazy that that wouldn't be a world series that wouldn't be the same thing is because a team if you look back to last year (laughs) look at teams like some of the worst ex- good example here, actually the worst team in baseball or one of the worst teams in baseball, the Seattle Mariners were the hottest team in baseball to start yeah. the season last year. You had guys like Domingo Santana and just, he was leading the league in home runs. They started, I remember they started that uh, their opening day game was in the Japan game with Ichiro and all that whole thing. And they were rocketed. They were killing people beating good teams too. I'm pretty sure they opened that. Was that against the Astros? Regardless, they were beating good teams. They're winning. They were the best team in baseball for honestly like a month. So I actually have those month stats that I was talking about still up, and they were second in the a or the AL West, but and they had the same amount of wins as the Astros. They just had two more losses at that point. So like you were saying, they were one of the best teams in baseball. Mariners, yeah, and they were like fifth in the American League. So they so that's, what was yeah. their record exactly? As of April thirtieth, they were eighteen and fourteen, and Houston was eighteen and twelve. 
Okay, so look at that. That's one of the best records in baseball. And if like if that just shows literally the worst team in baseball, what's their final record? Uh, yeah, give me give me a sec, but they did not end well. Guys, looking to last longer, go a few extra rounds. Get to BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com has the first ever chewable that brings your performance in the bedroom to another level. They've got the same active ingredients that are in Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. And they're chewable, so they work faster. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Plus, you don't need to go to the doctor's office or spend time waiting in the pharmacy line. Blue Chew's online physician is free of cost, and once you're approved, your order ships straight to your door in discreet packaging. Here's a great deal for you guys. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first order free when you use promo code BLUEWIRE. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code BLUEWIRE. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to poker and blackjack, they're bringing Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? No problem. Bet Online has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can bet on. You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even Nathan's hot dog eating contest. All open 24 hours a day and all online. Go to betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. Bet online, your online wagering solution. Um, well, regardless, yeah, I think they literally had one of the worst records. While you looked that up, I mean, it's just it. My point being, when I'm talking about this, is that that team, if you're in a round robin or a World Series pool, pool or the World Cup pool play, that team can win it all. That's why it wouldn't count. But 100 games, like we said, if you take the division leaders or the playoff picture, we always see the playoff picture. Go ahead, Murph. They came in dead last in the AL West. They went 68 and 94. Exactly. One of the worst teams in baseball. Only the Orioles are probably ahead of them in that. Ahead or behind? Behind, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Ahead and being the worst. So my point was. Tigers too. What was my point? Oh, if you take the division leaders, like we always look at like the playoff picture around a hundred games is where we'd be like, okay, a legit, like we always see the playoff picture. If the season were to end today, what does it look like? A hundred games is a, a point where if you were saying last year, like, okay, I'm looking at the playoff picture. If the season were to end today, does this look legit? That looks legit to me. Cause I always laugh at those when like ESPN or something posts those and says like, if the season were to end today, this is who would be, in the playoffs it'd be like uh, like the dodgers versus the mets i don't know just something stupid like that but 100 games in if you take those division leaders the playoff picture it's usually going to be something similar there's not going to be any crazy things you know what i mean the way the way and i think the simplest way to put it is 100 enough or 100 games is enough without an excuse like if you play 100 games and there are teams better than you, then that's a large enough sample size to say, yes, they had a better season. Like it's, I get, uh, like when you put it in the perspective of 62 games cut off, sounds like a fuck ton. But if it's, you still played a hundred, like that's what's baseball. Like there's so many fucking games and it, like, it's almost double any other league. It honestly might be. And it's like, that's enough to say you don't have an excuse for not making the playoffs. Yeah. The only thing that changes with this, is I mean the division leaders hundred games in are going to be the same as they are throughout for the most part. I know there's a lot of races that come down to the wire, which is great, and that's like the NL East is like that. But if we're expanding the rosters, those teams are still making the playoffs anyway. You know, like the if you're in a tight race, it's not like you're going to miss the playoffs, whereas you would normally you could before. Like for example, in the AL East, if we win the division and the Rays are like behind us by a little bit. They could miss out on the wild card in a regular year. Now they make it, you know, if they mm-hmm. if they fall behind like the athletics or something like that. But the only person that's affected by this is, like I said before, we're just repeating ourselves, like who makes how many teams make the playoffs and it becomes more competitive because. And, yeah, and it all works itself out because it's like as much as you want to say every game matters in baseball, like in, you're going to play a lot different in a division race in April and May than you are in August and September. So like, it's still the same thing. Like it's just less games played, but yeah, now is the time to kick it into gear. Like you're down three games in August. Okay. Let's now these games fucking matter. And like (laughs) baseball players know that and they react to that. So like if we're down nine games in May, we're like, 
fuck, this is not good, but we have time. And then if it's in August, we're like, okay, need to win these games. And that's how they're going to be. Like, it's it's all going to work itself out. Yeah. So I just looked up around 100 games last year, what the division standings were. And by the way, this was July 18th. Uh, most teams played a little under 100 games at this point, like 90-something. All of the divisions by the end of the year and at this 90-something game point were the same except for the NL Central. That's the only one. The top two ones that make the playoffs were the exact same. Yankees and then Rays in the in the East. Minnesota, then Cleveland in the Central. Houston, then Oakland in the West. And then for the NL, Atlanta, then Washington in the East. And then for the NL West, it was the Dodgers and then the Diamondbacks. In the Central, Chicago was actually winning the division by the 100-game-ish mark last Indian. year. And they didn't even make the playoffs. So – the only team that wouldn't have made the playoffs that actually did in this instance would have been, if the season ended at around a hundred games would have been St. Louis. Not the Indians. I thought the, I thought you meant the Indians. What? Are you talking about the Cubs? The Cubs? I thought you meant Chicago white. No, 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 Chicago Cubs. Okay. So who, who, who gets boned there? St. Louis who made it pretty deep in the playoffs last year. Yes. But in this scenario and, and the one two stayed the same. Exactly. All so that, that proves our point. Game. But this scenario is also more forgiving because those teams that would get bounced now make it because it's expanded. Yep. Yep. So, so nobody has any excuse. Is what we're, that, that actually just proves it. Like everybody who was going to make the playoffs pretty much made it by that point. And then those who would get screwed are making it anyway because we expand it. Well, that's yep. just last year. So for all we know, that could have been a a freak thing that they kind of did throughout though. the second half, but most likely I feel like it wouldn't have been yeah. through a hundred games, basically to the point that you get an idea what teams belong where in the playoff bracket. And that's really all the regular seasons. Yeah. And I think, I think the basic test for that is an eye test. Like well, you got an Instagram notification. Something shows up in your timeline from ESPN. Oh, if the season ended today, like they always do. And you're on whatever date that is. What, what was it? August. July 18th. July 18th. July 18th, 100 games in. Yeah. So if you get to that point and I see a notification like that, I'm be like, okay, this, this, now we're getting, it's almost like you're, you're gearing up for the playoffs. Like, if, is it in sight enough? You know what I mean? Like, if you're past the all star break, that's like you said, it's getting legit at that point. So I don't see the, the argument that anybody can make. And I'm going to try and talk to everybody who's like, I'm going to talk to Matt and get him on record saying, it counts and just everything, everyone that we're talking to, just to make sure that our little circle isn't, no one's going to give us shit. Oh, oh there you People are going to give any, but whatever. No team, I've been saying this for since the season even got delayed. No matter what, whatever team wins, they're going to claim that it's legit. And every other fan in baseball is going to say it's not legit. If I the Astros know. win this year, are we really going to say it's legit? Yeah. I would. Yeah, I mean, but the pettiness in me would say it's not because it's the Astros. I like to imagine like if I we're in a position no. to win and we lose, then could have been us. You know what I mean? Like if we go to the ALCS again, we lose. Yeah. All right, how about this? Imagine a situation where the Yankees have injury problems like last year and don't make the playoffs in this new bracket. Are we going to play it? We didn't have enough time to season. Well, we were still in first place. Like, I, I think I would. I think I would make the argument if that happened that we didn't make the playoffs because we didn't have a full season. Realistically, though, like every other team's dealing with that. There's no, no way around. Not every yet. other team's dealing with that. I don't agree. I mean, I'm I, playing devil's advocate more than I know. That. No, no, the only no I, I actually really, I, I like that point because, like, our thing last year was no matter what, when everybody was hurt, we were like, yeah, we got them by playoffs though, and that's why we don't have a way to say like, like we got to the LCS last year with a full team, basically. So we didn't really get to say, yeah, we were so hurt. Like we would have won if we weren't. Yeah, we like, didn't make that. That excuse didn't translate to the playoffs. Like exactly, we just, and we didn't ever try to make it because the Astros were cheating in the playoffs. Yeah, we didn't try to make that the excuse. But like, I get what you're saying. Like, we go a hundred games, everybody's hurt. And then, yeah, any team that happens to is going to give shit for that. But I mean, that's baseball, Susan. I like between this. when we lost and when the Astros stuff came out, we were owning that we flat out with the best team we could put out just lost to the Astros. And that was the first time that really happened where it was like, like 2017, we were supposed to lose that was 2000, hard. 2018. No, but I'm saying like before, you know, that they're cheating. 
No, I'm, I'm saying that was awesome. Like the 2017 season was my favorite season in a long time in recent history that yeah and like that's why like we were so high on it that's like we took the astros to seven games no business doing that with chase headley starting at fucking third like that was (laughs) sick and then it's like 2018 we we had a good team but like everybody's still young and then we shit the fucking bed in the playoffs and then like 2019 like there was no excuse for that like we got to win there but i think i think the interesting thing that we brought up before and i think the be all end all for this argument that could happen down the road of any I'm, I'm just picturing matt and matt's a rational baseball fan but i know for me it's Mern. Mern. yeah Mern. i'm thinking of Mern too yeah i mean but Mern has benefited this Mern's our friend is a mets fan he, they make the playoffs prop most likely they're making the playoffs this year with yeah, that with that being the case Maybe. yeah i mean why don't we look at like now we could go into like by division like who we think comes out that's a good but like yeah that'll be fun Actually, there was a point that I wanted to make earlier about the divisions is that they're pretty like most of the teams that you're playing in your normal divisions are still in the division for this hybrid situation. Almost everyone also adding the NL. So, yeah, the only weird one that we were saying before was that the for some reason the The Pirates Pirates? are in, yeah, they moved to the central, but who moved to the east? The Braves are out. No, the Pirates moved to the east. The Pirates moved to the oh they, the Pirates are in the central. Oh, the I'm Pirates sorry, are the in the Pirates east. To the east and the Pirates are in the central for whatever reason. I guess that's technically where they like are located. I guess, but like if you're gonna make every West team in their West division, every East and every Central, and they just sw- swap that one, like I say, deal with that extra half hour of travel. Like seriously. So I I, I kind of rationalized time. that in my head at first as to like if they move if they. That would have made sense if the Rays didn't exist also in the East, because then you wouldn't have to travel. Like then the East would just be in the Northeast and it would be. Oh, there's also the Marlins. Oh, and the Marlins. I didn't think about that either. So that, that part to me doesn't make a lot of sense. So Kev, what you were explaining before was how many teams make the playoffs. So basically top four, make it from each of these three divisions. So take every take all thirty teams. The top four are getting a buy. Oh, overall, overall, yeah, because you can't divide it into two sections. When this, this is this is fact. Yeah, this is what it says on this website on the proposal. Okay, so, so basically, it would probably be the one seed overall is on one side of the bracket. The two, and they're the one seed on that side. The second best team overall is the number one seed on the other side. And it's yeah, and basically the way that it would work. So it's like the way that the divisions work, it's like top four in each division are going to the playoffs. And then they so restructure. Like, and then from there, it's best. And right? then from sh- from there, you restructure to ALNL. best overall. Is it no, ALNL? not ALNL. It's, it's, just, not two, ALNL. it's, just, it's just two Fact. divisions independent of the ALNL. Say we win the East, right? And we have the best record overall. The Astros win the Central, uh, the West, and then the the Indians win the Central, right? Yeah. Us three, we have buys. And then the next best team, so say it's the Dodgers, they are the fourth seed. Now from there, you have the the three divisions, those four best teams, one here, two here, three, three here, my bad, <laughs> one, four, two, three. Right. And then from there, you take the other three that made the playoffs, and one division will be the other two because two get a buy. And those four teams are going to, they get a buy in the wild, or they get home seed wild card. And then the next four, it's just like the next three teams in each division are going to play each other. You know what else is interesting is that you're not really at much of an advantage between a, the one and the four seed. So those four teams that get the buy, there's no home field advantage really. Like maybe you play in your home stadium, but there's, no fans there. So like the home field advantage in the playoffs is almost negated mm-hmm. like, in terms unless, of you're not really, you're not really trying to get the number one seed overall so that you can have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. That Like, yeah, you, you still probably will play at your home stadium throughout the playoffs, but unless fans come back by then. Yeah. Home field advantage is big. I mean, if you look at the East, I say we're the best team. There's like uh, the nationals won the world series. Yes, but they're, I don't think that they're that good of a team. No, they just had a Cinderella story run. They also lost Rendon. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not worried about them. I mean, 
I don't Honestly, think there's a team in the NL East this year if it was a normal season. I think the yeah, Phillies the are. The Phillies are the Braves. No, the yeah. Braves are better than the Phillies. I like regardless, the Phillies. Regardless, we're looking at this. I think, like we said before, it's it. This is a lot of speculation. Obviously, we're talking about just things that don't really exist yet. And if this does happen this way, which Honestly, everything's all signs point to this being able to work out and everything making sense. And if it's all done the right way, no fans, everything like that, and it's all in home ballparks, just fa- people can like players can live in their own houses, which that was a big problem with the other, like whatever that uh, Arizona plan where they were in a biodome and they had to be like exiled from their families and all that stuff. All of this actually makes sense, and that's definitely why we're seeing everything come into place and us potentially having the season start on July 1st. But I think all this speculation is best used if we just look at last season. And I haven't really looked, we dove into it a little bit, but by hundred game mark, or if we get 110 or I don't know how it's going to shake out with the double headers. And if they are doing double headers or whatever, we're going to get a good enough season. And I think hundred games more often than not in baseball, the runaway teams that are winning their divisions are going to be at the top and the cusp teams are now just, they have, they have more of an opportunity to make the playoffs. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think it's great. Um, I think it's also like kind of a great year for this to happen in that the nationals were the last team in the playoffs basically. And they won. So that means that you don't have to be the best team in the regular season. Like that's just a perfect example, fresh in everybody's mind where the cost teams, if you add a couple more, we could see something crazy. And I think it'd be awesome. Basically, mm-hmm. Here's a fun little example or a fun little thing. So the nationals were the last team in last year. Now we're expanding to two more spots, right? So of those cusp teams, what teams could you see doing that same thing, winning it this year? Oh. If, if any, if if you think it's possible. Well, I think that the Cubs are a pretty good example of a team that, like, if you look at them without the division and everything, like, they are a playoff team. They won a World Series recently, They and they have most of that roster back, and they, I think they could have been a team similar to the Nationals that even if they were a wildcard team, they could have maybe pulled together a World Series run. Yeah, their pitching sucks, though, but, I mean. Red Sox, too. Yeah, moral of the story here is that just teams are going to get a good a good shot, and we saw it last year with the Nationals. And I think a team like, uh, I mean, I'm just looking at the list. I don't think the Mets. Obviously, I don't think. I think. I think. Kev, say what you're about to say on the Mets, because I'm sure I'm going to. I hate to say it, but like they're good. They're a good team. They got good. I know. I'm on. I'm on their team. I'm. I'm not not on their team, but I'm saying they're actually. Better than people give them credit for. I think that if we see four teams come out of the East and that's the way it goes, and those are the divisions. I think you see Yankees, mm-hmm. Rays, Phillies, and then it's going to be close between the Mets and the Nats, if you ask me. Oh, the Braves. Come on. Oh, shit, the Braves. Well, the Braves are in the Central. Oh, the Braves, Braves are in the Okay, yeah, I was looking at it. I was oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Newly minted Central Division. So, yeah, so <laughs> Maybe that's the logic behind that because the – I think most people would agree that the West and the East, if if you cut the divisions just based on how they have been, and basically if the Braves and the Pirates never switched, then the Central is a little weak compared to the West and the East. Yeah, bringing the Braves to the Central, like the Braves could easily win the Central. Like they could be a two or a three seed in the Central. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. This is a lot of speculation. I just think, but it's that, yeah, I don't know. And, and like the moral of the story here is that it can happen again with the what the Nationals did, and a lot of teams could do it. The Athletics could do it. I mean, the Mets are to me similar to the Nationals in that they they have they're built around good starting pitching, mm-hmm. and that's obviously what won the World Series because I mean it plays in the playoffs because you can use a, a, a bad bullpen can be. Cover it up with a good starting pitching because you can have like we've seen in the past, Nate Evaldi coming out of the bullpen and just being the workhorse. Like it happens all the time. And they have DeGrom, they have Syndergaard, whatever you want to take from him. They have Strowman, they have they lost whatever whatever his fucking name is that went to <laughs> went to the Phillies now. But Wheeler. Uh, Wheeler, yeah. Yeah. 
they're just a very good team. But the difference I, between the two was veteran hitting. I think. Yeah. But I'm just excited. I'm excited to see. I think come playoff time, this is going to be a lot more entertaining. Like we're going to see some crazy shit. So let me ask you. I don't know if you answered this already, but there are two wild card from each side now, or Central. Three, 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 three wild card Wait, games in total. There's usually two. So three, and then three in two divisions, and two in one. Because two teams will get a buy. Wait, if there are three wild cards, how does so one of the teams one division has two wild cards essentially because two teams will have a buy. But there are there's three divi- there's two sides. Think about it. All right, so you have three divisions: central, west, east. In one division, let's say it's the west, two teams will get a buy. Then basically two wild card teams. And the east. One team will get a buy. Three wild card teams in the central. One team will get a buy. Three wild card teams. So that's six, and then two more eight. Okay. If you want to think about it from a wild card standpoint, two, two, and one. Right, but I'm bracket wise. <laughs> how would that work bracket wise? Yeah, I'm with you, Murph. Uh, no, that's the thing. So like that 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 made sense for me up until. Right now, like I just thought about that. There can't be three wild card teams. There either has to be four or two. Think about it as eight. Eight. Because it's three, three, and two. Eight per eight wild card teams. So yeah, four per bracket. Okay, that makes sense. So but then one, four. Four wild card teams play each other after that. I'm I don't know. Whatever. This <laughs> is a hard thing. It's so, just all by on a podcast, whatever. We'll, the, we'll figure this out. You'll understand it. Yeah. I'm just so excited to see. I mean, just having baseball back now, we don't have to rely on the South Korean league like we were talking about. Now we can just, we have something so exciting to look forward to. And I know 4th of July isn't the same. Like we can't all be together and just have baseball running, but we can pretty much work. We're, we're close. Like we can, I'm just so excited. I'm going to be drinking so many beers, eating so many watermelon slices and just watching every baseball game there is. I'm just it's going to be so fucking exciting. Like this gives me hope. Like I'll quarantine myself for however long it takes. Like I won't leave my house forever if they're just now knowing that we have something to look forward to. It's going to make it easier because so much there's, easier. when there's if there's a season I'll have something to do for three hours of my day while I'm stuck in my house. Yeah. I'll, I'll and more and more because I'm not, I'm going to watch other games too. Not just I'll watch everything. I'll watch I mean, everything. this, this gave me such a, like it made me value just every, like the random matchup Sunday night ba- or Monday night baseball games, like the reds versus like the twins. Like I'll watch everything now. Like MLB league pass. It gave Fine. me such a, an appreciation. I mean, we have Reddit. Reddit has every game. Reddit. Right, <laughs> but like it's that gives, gives me such an appreciation. Like now, we'll be able to. Like the only bad thing, obviously, still we can't go to the games, and that's that sucks because we go to so many games. But hey, we're we're getting baseball. That's fun. That's beggars can't be choosers. I'll have. watch Royals Mariners. I don't care. I don't care. I'll, I'll watch, watch Royals. Mar- I, we were. I mean, we were about Royal to watch. Stretch. We still are going to watch. No, I'll watch that. We're about to watch the South Korean League. We're calling ourselves KY Wiz fans, whatever the hell it is, <laughs> or the Kia Tigers. I'm still standing by the Korean League. I right mean, yeah, that's going to hold us over. Spring training starts. And I, hopefully they show the spring training games. I'm assuming they would. Why wouldn't they? I mean, if so, they were going to show the South Korean League, they're going right. to show spring yeah. training. Right. I think so, the world, the world okay. needs that. So what? actually, another question so now that we, we've always been talking about this scenario of like, oh, they'll put on like a spectacle, they'll make it more fun, like mic up players. It's like it's just I'm interested to see now that we're actually talking about it happening, since there's no fans in the stands, what they end up doing from a broadcast for, standpoint, you mean yeah, once and for all. Like we we've been hearing that all the possibilities and everything's on the table, so to speak, but now we're actually gonna be able to see what they end up doing with that. And I really want to hear the mic'd up. I think that'd be fun. Do you think the mic'd up players are going to go straight to the broadcast? Like, Well, I think that'd be cool. Like, so from a broadcast standpoint, they have so much space and time to fill. Like you think about per inning, they shoot over the crowd between pitches and stuff all the time. You're going to have to fill that yeah. space on a broadcast. 
So I'd like to see even if they don't mic up players in the field and players don't want that, that's fine. But if you, uh, they could have interviews running with people in the dugout, in the bullpen, that kind of thing. Um, they probably will do more shots of the broadcast studio itself and have, you know, camera time for the commentators, I think, uh, during the dead time between pit or between batters and that kind of thing. Um, I, I'm, I'm curious to see how that's going to play out and it's probably going to take some time yeah. to iron out, but I think it'll be like one of those things where they, they've, they've already done it. Like they do it with the coaches. Like they, it's almost like the third seat in the broadcast booth where they go to like Boone and they talk about things mid mid game, like while it's going on and he just stays or sticks around for like half an inning or so. I think they just do that and they rotate around with players. And I don't think necessarily people are going to like the, like they did it in spring training because players don't really care as much. Like they, they get Rizzo mid at bat saying, I think I'm going to get a high fastball. I'm going to go after that. Yeah. Somebody, somebody give me a bang, like whatever. But I don't think they're going to do that in the regular season because people won't really like that. They and especially in the playoffs, nobody's going to want to mic up in the playoffs or no, doing interviews in the playoffs. So they're going to have to play with it. But sure. I think they'll just do an extended version of what they do already with the coaches. And it's it, that'll be fun because you get inside the mind of what's actually going on. Like you, it's, it's good because you get to hear announcers and announcers are generally people who have played baseball and understand the game. And it's going to be like sort of situations like the Tony Romo announcing football. Like he, he was like guessing what <laughs> plays were happening because he knew everything. That's kind of what we're going to be able to see. We're going to see more of the game. It's going to be less speculation from the announcers and more like, obviously they're not going to give away their game plans, but they're going to be like, Hey, I'd like to see Posada in the booth doing like Romo's thing, but like calling pitches. Yeah. So like two, one count, just see what Posada would throw or what he thinks he's going to throw. That kind yeah. of thing would be cool. It's interesting. I mean, honestly, with that being said, we're coming off the biggest scandal in sports, so that might oh. play a role in this too. So, In what? sports? Biggest think, scandal in sports? It's pretty close. I put it up there. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. We're coming off a very big scandal. I don't think we're not going to right I can, now. I can do with that for you, I think, for sure. I think that's an interesting line that they have to like – skirt around because yeah you want more entertainment you want mic'd up players like there but then like the tipping pitches is more i don't know it, it just it's interesting a lot of interesting things that we'll be able to see and i think that's enough speculation out of us for that so to end this episode we wanted to play that game i made the the wiffle ball thing and i wanted to get your oh. takes on that we had we had all the fans do it all the followers do it i wanted to see how you guys would end up picking this wiffle ball team so one answer there's one answer and it's the right answer so yeah that so that's the thing when you you were making this board i was trying to i I guess i'll go first but i was trying to kind of have you craft the board a little differently because wiffle ball like a lot of people that responded said different skill set so i wanted you to make adovino worth four and so my team i i gotta look at the board again but i'm pretty sure it was adovino lemayhew and i think Talkman, yeah. yeah. That's the only right answer. I think it is the only right answer there. That's what everybody was going with, and I realized that. And I knew what you were saying, Murph, but like when I was creating this board, like you either have to put Garrett Cole at four or you take him off. Like, And I wasn't going to leave Garrett Cole off of this board. Like, no, you, would be the I think you could have put, put Cole lower. Like, If you put Cole at three, for example, people might have picked him over Adovino, but Adovino being worth three, He's he already throws a wiffle ball slider basically. So he's, I mean he's still a three. Like a three is the Lemayhew one, one of the contact, higher valued ones. Lemayhew contact machine probably the most. Like if I had to pick any Yankee to hit a wiffle ball, it is DJ Lemayhew. You put the two four dollar guys as three dollar guys, and then you put I think you put Judge as a four, which would make sense if it was baseball. But he can't hit a he can't hit a curveball. He can't hit a wiffle ball. Nobody in their right mind's picking. You made it a no brainer. I don't know. All right. Well, I mean, it was hard enough to make. Sorry, but I mean, no, you're right. my thought process was I can't have Judge be a two because then the people who don't think about it like that, the vast majority I thought weren't going to think like that, but evidently I was wrong, and I'm proud of everybody. I'm proud of them for reacting the way it should with the wiffle ball team, but if I put Judge at a dollar, like that's crazy. In a wiffle ball game, I think LeMahieu would hit more home runs than Judge because yeah. power does power not doesn't matter. That's why I'm so bad at wiffle ball and so great at softball. <laughs> that's why I'm so good at wiffle ball and so bad at baseball. Right. A lot of some other people. I mean, I was surprised that anybody took Holder, but a few people did take Holder and then they beefed up on like getting LeMahieu and like Hicks. I didn't understand that. I don't know why you'd ever take Holder. Cause I, I mean, mean, honestly, 
you you got to put it in the perspective. It's a wiffle ball game. Any MLB pitcher will throw a pretty nasty wiffle ball. Yep. But just the best bang for your buck is the guy with the wiffle ball slider throwing a wiffle ball slider. Wiffle and balls are harder to hit than they are to pitch. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's the moral of the story here. Like, it's easier to pitch a wiffle ball than it is to hit one. So that's why you have to over emphasis put put more emphasis on the ability to hit for contact. So that's why DJ is just the man for that. But and honestly, a lot of people were talking about Talkman being like a surefire. Like, honestly, could probably take him as one of the higher picks just because he's an athlete. And I agree that you throw him in the no, it was it was Hicks, Guardy, Talkman, and Judge, right? It's Judge for the in the pitchers. It's Garrett Cole, Ottavino, Canley, Holder, uh, infielder Glaber, Lemayhu, Miggy, Wade. Then outfielders Judge Hicks, Guardy, Talkman. Yeah, I think I would take Talkman second on that list. I'd take Hicks first, the Guardy third, Judge. Over the whole board? Just for outfielders. I'm taking oh, Judge. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, you can't pass up on Judge like that. But honestly, a lot of people did take the Wade route, and I like the Wade route too. Yep. But Wade's contact is an issue, so I don't think he can't hit a regular baseball. Speed's, so. speed's, speed's a factor in wiffle ball. If I don't, somebody said that. I don't agree. Why would speed be a factor? You, you don't run him out, do you? Well, it depends how you're playing with. I mean, we play just you. you I think the, the generally accepted way of playing with ball is that you would run it out and just pegging. Yeah, we so the way, we we don't play. You have to run. We play. You kind of judge it based off how the hit is. But I didn't play that way until we started playing in college. Yeah, that's just because we never feel. But honestly, if that's the case now, when you run also, the base out, sorry, pegging, also speed matters in the outfield. Speed matters in the outfield. Yeah, but he's the infielder. Well, you still got to feel the ball. Yeah, I guess. But I was saying if like. You're playing running the bases, and like I was a kid, we played pegging instead of throwing to a base because that's the only thing you can do, or pitcher's poison, or you throw it at the base, or pitcher's poison, or whatever. But I think Judge matters, Judge gets a little added value there because he's got a rocket. It's a wiffle ball. You could, if you have a good arm and wiffle ball, you, you still throw like Matt doesn't throw as hard as I do. Yeah, but look at the all right. So if I were to throw against judge and we're both throwing baseballs as opposed to we're both throwing softballs the difference in our velocity is going to be a lot more with a baseball i could throw almost as fast as judge probably with a wiffle ball but not even close with a baseball a wiffle ball it's with the air you can't throw a wiffle ball you can only throw a wiffle ball so hard and i think a lot of people can throw a wiffle ball as fast as somebody could ever throw a wiffle ball i don't know i don't know i think a hit and wiffle ball is a hit not going to get anybody out from the outfield. You want to stretch two bases, you stretch two bases. It's wiffle ball. It's true. I'm curious. We should do another one with softball. I'll make the board. Softball. Yeah. Power CC's got to be high on that list. <laughs> CC's the softball king. I'd be curious. I was I was surprised. Like My, my route, yeah, I know Ivino is probably the best answer, but just to play – Devil's advocate. I, I was surprised Canley wasn't picked more because he's two dollars, good value there, and he can pitch. Like he's definitely a good pitcher. He only has a few good pitches, but pitches pitch selection doesn't matter when in wiffle ball. Like there's different pitches, like sliders. Like it doesn't matter. You can you learn new pitches that you can't throw on a regular baseball. So Canley to me would be a nasty one. He has he throws gas. So Canley. I, I, I mean, it's hard not to take Glaber. I mean, why not take Glaber? Nobody took Glaber. I don't understand that. Because he was $4 and LeMay, he was 3 and LeMay, he was more of a contact hitter. But if you go Canley, Glaber, Talkman, I, I like those odds. I would. I can guarantee you that in a seven-game series, the um, Adovino, DJ, Talkman team would sweep. No, here's why. Uh Accuracy yeah, matters. Wiffle ball debate, please. Last yeah, time, that's a good point. We've been going last off point. Accuracy ball. matters so much in wiffle ball. All right. Right. does not have that. Doesn't. If if okay. I, he he wouldn't have to throw a strike for people to swim. Nope. Regardless, that's the end of the wiffle ball debate. I just oh, I'll make a new one and I'll make it a little more challenging. But that was it was fun. It was fun to see what everybody else picked. But every pick everybody picked the same thing. So one answer. If anything else to say, I'm just excited that we have baseball again now. Hey. We can, actually start talking we got to start pumping out these player these play, these player pods just to finish yeah. it before the season um, starts now so if you're still I will, with us then stay tuned on the next episode i will pick 
Murphy's official pick for the Korean Baseball League on what team the United States of America is rooting for collectively as a whole. And uh, send us DMs on what team we should pick and why. Yeah, we have to be. We have to. Because we're going to be all in on Korean baseball until the spring training starts. I think that's the only way to do it. Like, whole country picks one, picks one team. For I there. think that's the way to go. And I, I'll, I will be the representative for what team we're going to root for. So stay tuned. Well, thank God. You're the selection <laughs> committee. We'll do a selection Sunday thing next Sunday. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. So we're going by my team. I'm, I'm picking. I'm, got, I'm the representative. We got baseball. We got baseball. i uh-huh.